Yo, 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 what it do, kings and queens, and welcome to another edition of Talk Back to Me podcast, powered by the Core 94. Make sure y'all check out the Houston Collective this week as well. That's the sponsor. We coming hard with it for all your smoke shop needs. You don't want to miss it. We got a special up next guest star in the building today. Brittany Hardiman is changing the way of internet streaming in the city of Houston right now. Let's give it up for her. Hi, thank you guys for letting me come on. I appreciate it. All right, all right. And next we got the oh-so-talented and oh-so-ferocious. Jelly, what you got for us coming up? Um, today I have the city council elections in the city of Houston, uh, specifically District D is what I want to talk to you guys about. And also, I also want to talk to you about these children who are still killing their friends at house parties, nonetheless. Like, you're supposed mm. to be having a good time. That's crazy. Now, that's going to be the topic right there. And last but not least, we most definitely got the profound ticket what you got coming up <laughs> you know the words man i ain't telling you shit to the end of the show but other than that man let's dive in let's have a little fun you dig me all right this is gonna be a real dope episode here we're talking about today black business matters why do you think it matters to you i'm gonna start off with Brittany. why does black business matter mm-hmm. i think i mean black business matters for the same reason that any business does it's an underserved community who better to know what products we need and then people inside of our community who's gonna cater to just like the way we talk, the way we interact, the way we do business, mm-hmm. if they're not in our group, where it's like when we're going to other businesses, sometimes we're having to center ourselves around them mm-hmm. instead of the business catering to us. Mm-hmm. Yep. What about you, Jelly? Why do you think so? Um, I feel like representation matters. Um, how do we expect our children to grow up to be entrepreneurs and business owners if that's not what they see? Facts. But right now, black business is booming, and I'm all for it. So, uh, yeah, that being said, I just want my child to see someone who looks like him in a position of power. Hey, man, to that ticket, what you think about it? Uh, I mean, being black, <laughs> literally, <laughs> both, but no. <nah. laughs> being black, man, I think it matters. Like she said, you got to teach your kids, you know, to have something of their own. I mean, it's always good. You know, you can work for anybody, but when it comes down to it, man, you got to teach your kids to, you know, have somebody own. Man, you want to work for your own. You want to know what it's like to have your own and then be able to assist somebody else, hire somebody else within your own ethnicity mm-hmm. background that can work for you as well and teach them the same ropes. That's yeah. why black business matter to me. That's right about that. Yeah, what I think on it as well is it's just not enough support going on right now. Um, you got to think about it. How many people are actually supporting black business? We do have to ask that question, especially out here in Houston. You can go and get the same beauty products. I'm just going to use that, for example, from a you know Asian-owned beauty supply store. When it's a lot of beauty shops out here in Houston, that's black-owned. And they don't even try. Jelly, I know you can relate to that one. Do you know about that? So what I would say is... Black people have this family ties type of thing. Mm-hmm. And they feel like because, oh, you my brother, you my sister, you supposed to give me a discount. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to get it cheaper from you, but I'm going to go over here and I'm going to get disrespected and I'm going to pay top dollar for a half-assed product versus I'm not even going to trust you to have, you know, quality product because this is not who I know to have, you know, the quality. Exactly. I feel like, oh, these my people, but, yeah, they con artists, oh, they scammers, you know. They, they're not really putting their all into their business, which is actually false. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot more to be a black business owner than it does any other race because theirs is passed down through their generations. You know, they, their family comes together as a collective to make sure that everybody has a business, mm-hmm. to make sure everybody has a plan in place. They do, um, it's like community pooling where everybody will put their money into a pot and one month somebody's going to get that money out of that pot. That whole pot goes to one family. You get your business up and running, you get it started, and then you put the next family on. And that's just how it goes. True. This is what they do inside of their household. They do this with their families. And we haven't mastered the art of group economics. Because, again, we have this crabs in a bucket syndrome going on. True. Where we can't stand to see the next person win, and we don't know how to wait our turn. It may not be your turn just yet, but who's to say that your plate isn't going to be larger? Who's to say you're not going to be the most successful out of the group? Yeah, they may have got their start and their kickoff before you, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be more prosperous than you. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Speak. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, this is something that's you know really matters to me. Being, I am an entrepreneur. I am in business, hmm. and I don't want people to see me and feel like, oh, I'm supposed to get a discount. Hell no. You want to complain about the pricing for coloring and for extensions. Do you know how much the other people pay? 
Do you know how much they pay? The other people inside of your hand. Huh? <laughs> the inside of my hand. <laughs> no, seriously. Do you I know how much you. they pay to get their services done and they have zero complaints and they tip well? Hmm. Meanwhile, you come in here like, ooh, that's a little high. That's true. Such and such charge this, that, and the third. Why why you can't bring your prices down? Well, baby, go shop over there. Because I'm going to charge what I'm worth, not what you think I'm worth. Hmm. So sorry, sweetheart. And if you didn't think I was worth it, you wouldn't be in my face. Hmm. I feel that, though. I mean, you know. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. So let me ask y'all a question real quick. I know everybody been paying attention to this Jay-Z buzz going on. Okay. <laughs> How y'all feeling about that, man? Like, take it what you think, man. man. How you feeling about this? I mean, <laughs> you got to look at stuff for what it is. I House mean, nigga, feel nigga, still nigga. I mean, you got to look Real at stuff nigga. for... Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> well, she feel like a little... I'm going to let her answer first. No, you know, you know, I'm saying, because, I mean, I want to... Uh, 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 <laughs> but no, I mean, you got to look at stuff for what it is, all right? Um, first off, it's about money. You know what I mean? First and foremost. Thank you. People can look at the situation and say, like, Eric Reed was talking to him and was like, oh, you, you, you're cooning or whatever you're telling him, mm -hmm. but you're still getting a check from the NFL, my brother. You're mm -hmm. still playing. You were out of the NFL. You still in the NFL right now. You still playing. Yeah. All these other people, Jay Z not doing this, Jay Z, but you watching football every Sunday. Every you Sunday. ain't boycotting nothing. So how are you gonna talk to somebody else? That's he has a bigger plan. Jay Z has never done nothing just to be doing something. Mm -hmm. He has a bigger plan. It's okay. Let me get in here and rub him here. Talk to you. Talk to you like I need to talk to you. And in two years, I want to own like two of these teams. And now when I own two of these teams, I want to bring some of my other brothers in here so they can own two. I e Meek. Mm -hmm. I e Rick. You know what I'm saying, Ross. Diddy, different people like that, because certain people don't have the means to step into that door the right. way he does. Yeah. Why does he have the means? Because he's Jay-Z. He's a business. He's a businessman. Mm -hmm. He's not a businessman. He's, he's a, a businessman. Business There's a difference. <laughs> you feel me? So when, when you're looking into the situation, you got to look into it for deeper than what it is. Some people will tell you, oh, you're doing this and you're doing that. But when I go through and fight everything that I have to fight for us, and then mm -hmm. I can put y'all on, I'm the one that went and took all of those bullets for you. So now you don't have to take them. Right. But a lot of our other people don't have to. They don't realize the situation for what it is. We live in a world, man, where it's not about us anyway. Ignorant to their own cause. You know what I mean? So when it's not about us anyway, we have to find a way to step around those barriers to help our people. And that's what he's trying to do, in my eyes. I might be totally wrong. But in my eyes, that's what I feel like he's trying to do. So. Jelly, how you feeling about that one? Okay, so what I will say is the way the meeting went, I don't know if this was supposed to remain private or not be publicized. And he's supposed to talk to them like that. You're supposed to say what you got to say, you know, to get in the door. And yeah. I feel, I totally agree, Ticket. I feel the same way. I feel like, yeah, he's got to dance around a little bit and get these people a little shoulder rub. But at the end of the day, his fingers crossed behind his back because yeah. <laughs> he knows the platform is a lot bigger. And he's right. We've done the kneeling. Okay, what's next? What's next? Hmm. Put, put, some, put a plan into action. You know what I'm saying? An idea without action is just a thought. Like, what, what are we going to do with it? That's right. Yeah. So we've done the kneeling. We've done the protesting, but not even really, because the NFL is still making money. You know, ain't gonna stop. That, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. Kaepernick jersey sold off the shelves. Exactly. Stupid. It Seriously. still benefits the NFL. It, <laughs> what are you talking about? This is their merch. <laughs> this this is their propaganda. Like they they know what they're doing. They're pushing this out, and they're gonna drag it out as long as they can, and they're gonna make it seem like. And they have the far rights and the far lefts so going at it. It's like, oh my gosh, you're disrespecting America. She said oh the my far God. rights and the far lefts. I'm serious. I like that. I'm serious. It's like, oh, my gosh, you're disrespecting America and everything we stand for. You're disrespecting our flag and our national anthem and blah, blah, blah. Okay, pause. Now, let's take a step into what the issue is really about. The issue is really about police brutality. Hmm. This is about African Americans not being treated fairly. And if you do not see a problem with this, you are a part of the problem. Fact. And yeah. you're saying, oh, they're not standing for the national anthem. Do you realize the whole second verse of the national anthem is about slavery? The like, whole second verse. I, I don't know. I don't know if people like pay attention to that. You only hear the first part. You know, land of the free, home of the brave. Boom. Okay. Mm -hmm. Not ain't paying attention because they give them what's fit. And to it was them. written in the middle of a war, mind you. It was written in the middle of a war where African Americans were put on the front lines to take the initial bullets and the initial charge. So once they die, then we can fight. I end what I just said, right? Somebody got to go in and take those Somebody's bullets before, before take the, the next person. Exactly. Has. And that's just what but it is. But this time, we have a black person taking them for black people. Exactly. Versus a black person taking them 
for white people mm. to profit off of our backs. So with that being said, people be more open-minded and use your mind. I'm not saying sit there and just guess and feel like, oh, well, don't, don't take everything so personal. Hmm. Everything is a business. Yeah. Everything is a business. Everything is strategically planned. This man's wife, his woman, is doing a formation tour with the Black Panthers exactly. at the damn Super Bowl. And you mean to tell me this man going to go in there and have a meeting with these people and say, well, you know, fuck what they talking about. I'm trying to get the money. No. He, he has plan. money. He mm-hmm. has money. The man is so wealthy. What are you talking about? Yeah. Because his whole thing, I mean, and not to cut you off, apologies, his whole thing is ownership outright. If you ever listen to Jay-Z, period, he doesn't want to half-own anything. He doesn't want to split ownership. Mm -hmm. I mean, even when he came with the Nets, that's why he kind of got out of the situation because of what it was. You know what I'm saying? His whole thing is ownership outright. If I can own this outright, I can put my folks on. You know what I mean? I can put my people on. If I can own this outright, then now you can't tell us shit. You know what I mean? Because, like, they used to say, I don't even know the saying all the way, but... You know, one finger doesn't really do anything, but a whole fist will make a mighty blow. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. if I can bring in 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 people with me, i.e. Nipsey Hussle, what he was doing, yep. you know what I mean, RIP. But at the same time, it's it's more of it's more of what are you trying to do and what are you actually doing. A lot of people try to do. That was a start with the kneeling, like you said. Yeah. But now what are you actually doing? Yeah, because who else going to go in there and sit down? Who else can even get that meeting? You know what I mean? That's the question. Who else can ever really... Who can get that meeting? I don't know another rapper. I don't know another entertainer. Eddie Murphy couldn't even get that meeting. No. Martin can't get that meeting. Uh, Kevin Hart probably can't get that meeting. It's a lot of people that can't get that meeting. Jay-Z can get that meeting yeah. because that's what his status is. I'm sorry. I think it goes back to what Jolie's saying about representation matters because as soon as you see, it's like we... We're still blinded about what we think we can do. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you see somebody do, do it, it, it sparks a light in you like, I can do that too. So now you have one black guy owning you know, a team. It's going to be more exactly. that own teams. And when you have, you go into those meetings and we're talking about the whole NFL and we have all these black team owners, now we can really change the way the exactly. players are treated. But you can't do that from the outside. That's the same thing we have in politics where black people always want to roll to the Democratic Party. And we don't have anybody on the Republican Party, so the Democrats can do whatever they want because we're blindly loyal. And then the Republican, you know, they y'all, it don't matter what we do, y'all aren't gonna vote for us. So let's go for the people who know gonna vote for us. Exactly. That's exactly. The problem we always have. When you could really be more so on the libertarian side. Hmm. I mean, you don't have to be blue or red. Right. That's yeah. what people don't understand. Like your views can be right in the middle, and there is someone who represents that. But you have to put those people in office, which is why I was going to speak about this as far as our city council elections go. Because you cannot say you want things to change in your community if you're doing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. You don't know who you're voting for. You're going in and just blindly voting, okay, well, I'm a Democrat, so I'm doing all Democrat. No, 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 brother. And one of them mm-hmm. Democrats might be the biggest exactly. right? Exactly. You need to look yep. at people's backgrounds. You need to know what they stand for. You need to know their positions on the things that matter to you. Exactly. You yeah. complain about your children's education. You complain about their food. You complain about everything going on in your area. You complain about the potholes. Okay, so what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Who are you putting in office to change this? Mm-hmm. What is their stand on this? Do you know? Because that person might not give a mm-hmm. damn about a pothole. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just, because, I do, though. And you they don't give a damn about what your kids <laughs> Exactly. eating at school either because their kids are in private schools exactly. and their kids are getting Chick-fil-A for lunch. Meanwhile, yours out here getting, uh, I'm sorry, Michelle Obama, Duh. but that meal plan, that just go. ain't it, Jack. But on top of that, like, okay, so we don't have enough black business owners. We're at work when those decisions are being made. We can't show up to vote on what our kids are going to get to eat and all that. Exactly. So when we change that, we can. it's bigger than just owning a business or I want to make a lot of money. Exactly. I have that time that I need to make change. Definitely. And voting day should be something that is nationalized. Like, we should take that day off so people have the opportunity to go vote and get their voices heard. Because there's so many people who can't make it out to the elections. They can't make it out to the polls because I have to be at work. I don't get paid to take this time off. I can't take this day off or I'm fired. Mm -hmm. I can't go and voice my rights and go, you know, express myself at the polls. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. But we also got to get on those asses of the ones that, I don't got transportation. I ain't got no ride. No, 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 no. But you got transportation. What you saying? You got transportation from your homegirl to go to the weed store. We got buses. Uh, uh, to the weed man. Uh, to the liquor store. You know, I'm just being honest. <laughs> but, man. I mean, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? But I'm to be real, like there are so many resources out there for everyone. We, oh, yeah. My mom it does a lot of community service at the Sunnyside Multi-Service Center. Mm-hmm. And she literally drives in her car and goes and picks people up 
She had like right a really street from a, the like old, a 16 uh, passenger van. She mm-hmm. goes and picks people up from, across from the uh, Fiesta right on cover. Yeah. yeah. I used to get my taxes done over there. Yeah. So <laughs> she goes and picks people up and brings them to the polls so they can vote and then takes them back home. Mm-hmm. And she does it over and over again That's to make beautiful. sure people can vote yeah. because it's a lot of elders who don't have their transportation. Thanks. There are a lot of youth who don't realize their vote matters. Hmm. They sit at home like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. This ain't got shit to do with me. It has everything to do with you. Stupid. It has everything to that's do with true. you. But I mean, that's that's why everything, man, they get mad at the people who step out on faith and try to do something different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you get people that talk about LeBron James oh, all the time. LeBron. I don't give a damn what nobody say. And it ain't just because I like his basketball game. The man is a godsend. Yeah. When you look at it, he didn't, for one, built a school. He's in me in the team. You know what I'm saying? For you, you leave a situation, and that's why I say you can't say he's not great. Every situation he left, they went downhill. You know what I mean? When he come back to the situation, they go back uphill. He win in Cleveland, do everything he's supposed to do. He goes to L.A. It's not about, I mean, he going to win still, but it's not about wins and losses right now. He went as a business. You know what I mean? Like, let me get these movies going. Let me get this school built. Let me get so much done. Like, if you look at his team, he didn't just make sure I got a lot of hagglers around me taking money. Everybody around me is going to be great at something. Mm -hmm. Okay, you a chef, let's do that. Okay, you a a manager, let's do that. Okay, you a a business owner as well, you might sell cars, let's do that. Mm -hmm. Everybody around him is going to be owning whatever it is they're doing. And now when you build a school like that, you're not giving nothing but kids hope. You know what I mean? You're giving them mm-hmm. more hope in a community where it wasn't none before. You know what I mean? Like growing up, when we grew up in Hyam Clark, it wasn't no boys and girls communities exactly. or nothing like that. Like that's why I always wanted to put one back. It wasn't no boys and girls community where you go and if it is something, you go to a park and play basketball and do something different. But no, you need more black owners to come back into that neighborhood and open something nice and huge to where when they're going, okay, before you can touch a basketball, we're gonna go over here, we got agriculture, we got this, we got that, we got a bunch of different things. Cause a lot of people that come out of a neighborhood, they feel like my way out is selling dope or playing sports. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One yeah. or the other. So Same. one or the other, I got to figure it out. If I ain't selling dope, I'm going to be balling. If I ain't balling, I'm hustling. But there's a lot of different ways, man. You could be an owner in whatever you do. I mean, you can lay She-Rock and be your own boss. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a lot of different things that you can do. But people don't want to live mediocre lives. But They, they do. don't want to live okay lives, and you're still living them. Mm-hmm. But they feel like, okay, boom, I'm going to go play ball. Everybody doesn't get to play ball. True. Mm-hmm. And what you feel to realize is One the minute you're injured, your entire career is gone. Yeah. Unless you've already built a legacy. True. Unless you've already reinvested your money. Unless you found another business to make your money grow. Make your money work for you, sweetheart. Hmm. Let your money make money while you sleep. Facts. Because while you're sitting out there busting your ass on the field and getting treated like a slave, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These people are profiting <laughs> off of your hard work. And the minute you're injured and can't perform to their standards, you're discarded like a piece of trash. And I'm so sorry, sweetheart. That's why so many people end up back impoverished, because you have no financial literacy. You don't know how to manage your money. You don't know how to make your money work for you. Hmm. You don't know how to invest, Hmm. and you're not patient. Hmm. You are in such a rush to get fast money that you don't understand. This is a marathon, sweetheart. It's not a foot race. It could take forever. Exactly. I mean, I look at it like... Like we all say, we have our own brand. Like with MCN, that's my own brand. All right. Um, what do you MC? Um, I mean, I do. I've been doing grooves forever, for years. Um, damn near every club in Houston you can think of. Um, rap for forever. Been signed twice. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different areas of touching in that situation. Now working on different stuff with writing music, um, writing episodes for like a TV show that I'll be presenting to other companies coming soon. But I mean, there's a lot of different things that. A lot of people are looking to me like, man, you still doing such and such? You don't realize that every time you do a, a spot or do a place, there's somebody else listening to you. Amen. It don't mean that it ain't came today, or it might not be five years, it might be seven, it might be eight, but you might get that break in your 10 when somebody said, man, you've been doing this for a minute and you're pretty good. Mm-hmm. I want to sponsor you and such and such, such. let's go do this. Mm-hmm. And it happens, but you have so many people, like you just said, oh, you ain't getting it right now. Yeah. It ain't coming right now, they then rush it ain't going to come. Yeah. But then let's say, okay. Soon as you stop believing in me, and at year eleven and a half, Bingo. when I come in that, I mean, what what movie was that? I was watching some movie on BET where it was the same way. A guy was trying so hard, he kept trying to invent this machine, invent this machine, invent this machine. That was um, he burnt the house down. Alimony. Exactly, yeah. he did so much, and I'm not saying that he was a great guy either, but he tried so hard in doing what he was mm-hmm. doing, and to where it finally came about. But then when it finally came about. Thought he was old something. You know what I'm saying? Person. So yeah. it's just, I mean, things happen when they're supposed to happen, man. I mean, you can't you can't press anything. All you can do is put yourself in the right position to win. 
and you yeah. continue to do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, you just practice what you, you practice what you preach. You keep you doing the same to. thing over and over. Yeah, you have to. Most and grow definitely. your mind. That's and it. it's Water crazy it. how opportunities happen. Like, okay, so you guys all know we're moving to this the new spot. I'm really <laughs> excited about it. But how we got the opportunity, I think this is really what's going to take the station to the next level as a whole. But it's from somebody who knew us from year one hmm. and watched us consistently do this, see how he has artists coming into his studios. They're talking about the Core 94. And that's when, you know, reaching out, he's like, man, I've been looking for something. This is perfect. Y'all mm -hmm. come over here. Look what we're building. Winning. Just, just off of time and longevity and staying consistent. Nothing changed. Just keep going. That's what's up. That's true to that. Yeah, that same thing. With Like you said, you was watching this from the jump regarding the show. And consistency was everything with us. We didn't want to just be another, you know, show out here. We wanted to actually educate the community. We actually wanted to do something bigger. And, you know, you don't know who's watching. Mm -hmm. Like Tyler Perry said, you know, a lot of people talk crazy about him saying he's a coon and all this type of other stuff. But you got to think about this man is literally laying a platform for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation and generations to come just off of what he's doing, just off of leading by example. Rather an icon, be an inspiration. And that's what you got to remember Facts. about. You, you got to remember that. What are you doing this for? Why are you building this business? Why are you building this platform? Is it for financial gain or is it for spiritual gain? You really got to ask yourself those questions. And then the thing is, like, people always want to cater to how people are talking negative about someone in a certain position. It's always the person that's in a worse position who's saying the negative things. Always. Like, <laughs> never somebody who's doing Rick Ross said it yesterday, didn't he? Rick Ross just said it yesterday on the Breakfast Club. He say, If anything, they give constructive criticism. Right. Man. He said, it's not hatred. He said, it's not hatred if I'm watching you in a position of power and I'm in the same field you're in and I want that and I want to come get that. That's not hatred. He said, I'm looking at you in that fashion like I want that. He said, but somebody that's not even in your field that don't do nothing you do every day, can you but you jump up and then you hate me, that's hatred. Right. You know what I mean? I, I posted yesterday, I said, man, money don't make you a boss. I say, what makes a boss to me is how many people have you helped succeed? What's your legend out here? You know what I mean? You can die tomorrow and your legend out here can be bigger than somebody else that you thought was a boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what makes you, like, how many people do you, that's how I look at it, how many people do you help succeed? My brother's a film guy. How, mm -hmm. many, how many people have I passed to him? Mm -hmm. All right? Brittany's doing the Core 94. How many people am I going to come and say, hey, man, you go to Herb if you need to do some internet radio. Mm -hmm. All right? Jail, do the makeup. How many people can I pass to her and say, that's what it's about to me, man. It's helping other people do the things that they need to do. It's not always just about you. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you might help somebody else, and that's helping you in the long run. And it doesn't cost anything. Like, exactly. I go get my eyebrows done. I spent $5, $10. Find out it's a lady at the station who do eyebrows. Huh. She's like, I want to do them for free. She didn't even, you know, and she did them. I'm like, oh, what? A they not done right now. But I'm like, oh, they're fine. I'm going to, from now on, instead of paying a nail lady, I'm going to pay you. You right Thanks. here in house. I'm not losing any money out of my pocket, but I'm giving something back. Straight and that's up. what it takes. It's like being aware of what people do. How can you help? Wanting to help. Straight up. Yeah, that is true right there. I, I just, we and, and another thing we have to do, too, as parents, we have to make sure that we're raising our kids so they can realize what it takes to be. Because you got to think about it. When I was at TSU, you know, I went there, I graduated, got my communication degree and stuff of that nature. But they wasn't teaching us. Even at TSU, a black historical college, and quote me on this, please, hmm. they was not teaching no children, no kids how to own our own business. They probably they didn't wasn't. know. But how can you High schools know? either. But, but how? And this is what how? you're teaching. This is the matter. High schools either. But or, how? But Ross said, I learned algebra. I, what, uh, man, I learned algebra. Science, yeah. history, that shit don't help me that get down check. In the real world. In the real world, don't help and me I get down check. I say this all the time. Why are you not teaching children how to balance their checkbook? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Why are you not teaching them how they to do it paralyzed? Why are you not teaching now, them how to invest? How long have been doing like, what? Yes. Paralyzed, my uncle. Yeah, I went, yeah, I went yeah, to HISD. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was going to Paralyzed. They made all those kids go out and get checking accounts and stuff like that. They had them throughout the whole school. That's how they had to pay for their lunch. Like, they taught them these skills. It was implemented into how they had to live. Because I'm telling you, I, I went to I'm Clark High. You know what I'm saying? I went to Madison. It was, don't get me wrong, we had some great teachers. Mm -hmm. You know, Dr. Reed, Mr. Williams, Miss mm -hmm. uh, Foots. I can name a bunch of them off the rip. They were great teachers because they cared about your future. Yeah. But they would pull you to the side and mm -hmm. tell you, hey, you fucking up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You yeah. need to do yada, yada, yada. Make sure you know yada, yada, yada. But that wasn't in the curriculum mm -hmm. to come and say, hey, we need to teach you how to like you say, balance a checkbook. We need to teach you the proper steps and the paperwork that you need to own your own business. What's a LLC, a DBA. Like, 
a Roth RA. Wasn't nobody teaching that. Nobody. You know what I mean? It was basically to keep your hands off of a woman, stay from being fast, play ball, stay out of trouble, don't get in no trouble, and do the best you can in a neighborhood where you, like, are deemed to fail anyway. You know what I mean? But so we waste so much of our teachers' time that could be used towards that. Like, you know, I know a lot of teachers, and they have to spend all this time just rewriting the curriculum every day, mm -hmm. writing these lessons plans that are already mm -hmm. printed. Have Like, that time that they spend writing those lesson plans, that could be going towards financial literacy. That could be going out to them, you know, making connections with businesses. Like, I want to bring my kids here to see your business. That could be used to be creative hmm. instead of being robots. Hmm. And that's the problem. We get so buckled down with the bureaucracy of stuff that we don't have time to to be innovative. I think that's the best thing about having black business owners. We're so creative. Yeah. The yeah. stuff that, yeah. that happens when we're in charge, I mean, and it's not a knock on anybody. It's magical. But it's just winning. <laughs> it is. It's just winning. I mean, it's, I mean, like, and you touched on that earlier, and I want to touch on that too. Man, you look at, like, again, where I grew up. I remember watching this house on Fuquay and the Beltway for years. It was a shack. And, like, a Mexican family just moved all their family in. And mm -hmm. built it up. It's and right it down went the from it's a shack, and it went to a three story house with patios on it. Mm -hmm. Every time you pull over there, you see one F one fifty, another F one fifty, a GMC, and all they did was piece by piece by piece. And come to find out, years later, somebody went to school and stayed there. And he told me the rundown. He was like, "Man, look, we moved a couple of our family members from Mexico. We moved a couple more. We moved a couple more. Once we moved them." Piece by piece, this person went out and got their own. This person went and got their own. Then when everything was over, the youngest one got the house. She got the house, finished from U of H because she finished with a degree, and she got the home and pays for it, and everybody else got all that they wow. have and all that they need. But, again, they took their turn. They waited their turn. Community and they, But you can't do that in no house with us. No. You know why? no. Man, you put 19 black people in the house and see what the fight's going to be about. Mm. Man, who stole the milk? Who took my <laughs> shirt? But I, And it's, it's sad to say that, but it's the truth. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. we have to get over that. Like, how long are we going to go beating each other down rather than helping each other? You know what I mean? Like, it's sad to see. It's some of your own family members. You can go do something. We could be doing this right now, and they'll be smiling. Man, y'all podcast the truth. He think he's doing something. Nuh-uh. Yeah. That that nigga ain't. Oh, yeah. I see you doing your little podcast. I literally just your little it, podcast. It pissed me off. Mm -hmm. People like, oh, yeah, I seen your little podcast. Oh, I seen you doing your little show. Don't put little in front of nothing I'm doing. Exactly. Period. Don't yeah. put little in front of anything I'm doing. Because it's, that's <laughs> demeaning. And you're not finna ever, ever play with me. Hmm. Okay. But I, I would say a lot don't of people like don't. Know. A lot of people don't know because you know you do it jokingly. You don't even mean. You can be proud of somebody and still jokingly like I see a little show. You know, it doesn't always mean that, but it takes you doing like you do and Just telling them, like, them hey. to open their eyes to the yeah, power Yeah, don't of don't put little in front of nothing. But that's I'm doing again, that's our you culture. You keep me in a box, and right. I'm outside of that. You know, that culture, box man. is within me. Chelsea I'm said just it last week. What did Chelsea say last week? Well, the week before when she was talking about how her grandma approached her brother. Yeah, and that that hurt his feelings. You know what I mean? But that's our culture they think that it's oh my mama did it mm -hmm. my grandma did it's it okay. my great grandma did it it's okay it's not always okay you right. know what i mean it's not it's always not. right to approach you got to treat with me coaching basketball as well mm -hmm. i can't talk to you the same way i talk to him or to her yeah. this person i might be able to go and say man you ain't doing shit get on you mm -hmm. and they doing it i might have to come to you and say hey man i know you got two or three rebounds but can i get three or four more yeah. you know what i mean it's different ways that you approach people mm -hmm. and, and the touch on the culture ethnicity again like People put their stuff together and they do it right. Like, I look at Indians, Asians, Chinese, Pakistani, and they come here into the country and they have a mission. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. They come here, it's, it's poor where I'm at, I'm broke where I'm at, I'm finna come, my credit gonna be right, I'm gonna get this loan yep. and I'm gonna bring everybody over. But then we as people get mad and say, they get a loan before us because they shit together. Yeah. You gotta get your shit together yep. too to make sure that you're doing it. I didn't learn that for a long time. I used to be like, if I ain't got no cash, then I must don't need it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Until you figure out later on in life, there's a lot of ways around it. It's a lot of white folks ain't got no cash. Huh. A lot of Indians, right. Asians ain't got no cash, but they credit is together and they doing what they got to do to start a business. And then it's believing you have the time too. That's like it. we don't always, uh, I mean, grow up thinking. I, I can't tell you how many men I've heard. Well, they were boys then saying, "Oh, I, ain't, I know I ain't gonna live past 21." Hmm. Well, when you have that That's mindset of you're not gonna live past 21, you're gonna live in a scarcity method with your time. What's the most money I can get right now? Man. I don't have time to live for the long game because I'm just trying to make it, get my mama a house before she's 21. Now you in jail, you 40, and you, you don't have the time anymore for real. And you don't know what the hell to do. Right. And, you know, and that's a lot of our community, man. You got people, like you say, sell drugs, do whatever, and they just like, fuck it. This mm -hmm. is the lane I'm in. This is the lane I'm going to stay in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But who going to teach them different? You know what I mean? That's what we're here for. That's the question. That's what we're here for. And that's why yeah. black business matters. That's why black entrepreneurs matter. That's why black education matters. Um, everybody else 
is profiting because they make education a number one priority in their communities. They make this a priority in their families. Do you know how embarrassing it is for any other race to bring home a B hmm. to their parents? They be like, oh, hell no. Even an A minus, they're like, what the fuck I'm going to do with a 90? She couldn't give me a 95? Like, no. Seriously, they stress about these things. Like, boo-hoo cry turn red in the face and are terrified to go home and present this to their parents. Meanwhile, our kids are like, shit, I got a D I'm passing. What they say, D's walk. <laughs> D's walk. You know what I'm saying? Our kids are like, I got a D I'm passing. That's good enough. It's not good enough. You should no, never want to just be good enough. Because even when you they look at them the jobs, best. when they look at them jobs, they look. They and that's, they what, that's what they you do. don't understand. These people look good on paper. Hmm. They look great on paper. Yeah. Meanwhile, yours says, uh, barely, average, a little below average, mm -hmm. mediocre, and theirs is like outstanding, excellent, superb. Yeah, you satisfactory over here. That's that's not what you want to be. Mm -hmm. You want to be able it's to compete. Crazy. You don't ever want to go into the fight half-assed, half-masked. You, mm -hmm. you can't get into the fight and you're not prepared. You ain't did no training. You you haven't even got your mind together. You're not physically ready for this. Coming to the gunfight with a knife. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> and and meanwhile, <laughs> they over there with a whole arch archive. They ready. They like, whatever you're going to bring, I got all the artillery. What you want to do? You have to put yourself in position to win. Mm -hmm. yeah. It doesn't matter where you come from or what you're used to being in and the position you were set in. Step outside of that. Become more than what you already are and what you even think you could be. Hmm. You need to be bigger than you, always. Open your mind, too, though. Yep. I mean, because I'm 34 years old. I'll be 35 in a couple of days. But when it comes down to it, I ain't going to lie. I'm stubborn as hell. I'm hard-headed. <laughs> Very. I get told that on the daily, by the way. But at the end, when it comes down to it, it's like it's because you've been taught a certain thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's hard to get away from that. What you're taught is like, uh, it's grit and teeth. But when yeah. it comes down to it, don't be afraid to learn something new. Cause you learn, I mean, Jill younger than me, but I done learned some stuff from her already. Yeah. I done learned some stuff from you. I done learned some stuff from them. I mean, it's yeah. you can you can learn from kids. Yeah. And I yeah. say you this all I mean? the time. You can learn from elders. Okay. You can learn shit everywhere that you turn. But a lot of people don't want to take that in. Now, that's what makes you a better person. How that's much information can you gather? You know that's what I mean? Gather it. Gather it. That's and that's that's one of the things like I say daily that I fight with because a lot of times too I'll be like man I've been out here doing this shit forever I know how this go how that go but then it might be a, a youngster that come and say hey man OG I know you've been doing it this way but we do it like this now mm -hmm. and this the way the money come from streaming and whoop do and I'm like damn you know what I mean I've heard Dre say some stuff like hey man mm -hmm. it's streaming yada 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 okay I gotta holler at you about that because I'm not on that I'm mm -hmm. on this I'm looking mm -hmm. at cash you looking at something totally different so don't be afraid to learn something either you know what I mean and that'll pick up your game and your knowledge as well mm -hmm. amen to that. See, but the thing about it is, while you have to be open to learning, you also have to be open to teaching. Mm -hmm. Because if you know something and you know somebody else share doesn't know shit. it, share it. Yeah. And it's like even with our elders, they're like, oh, you can't tell me nothing. Your child's staying in a child's place. Well, Grandmama, I'm trying to tell you, you don't know what you're doing. And <laughs> if, you just, if you just spread your fingers like this and make the picture bigger, Grandma, mm -hmm. versus you trying to be like, oh, let me put my glasses on. Where my glasses at? But you know, I'm trying to make it easier for that's you. That's my old man. I'm, I'm trying Boy, to. I know how to do this shit. I was just. I, I, I just did I'd the enrollment. I'm telling you, I just did the enrollment for my mother online, um, enrolling her kids in school. And she's like, Oh, I'm gonna have to take a whole day off of work to go enroll these kids and blah blah blah. I'm like, Mama, I can do this right here. I can upload any file you need yeah. uploaded. I can put them all in these schools that that they need to be on. It's all a portal. It's right here in your face. And she's mm. like, well, I don't know how to do that. You know, I be pecking when I'm typing. And I'm like, yeah, it's it's the digital age. It's the age of technology. It's the age of enlightenment. I say you paying bills. My mama be like, we go to Fiesta. And pay. And we pay these bills for the Rama. And I be like, mama, get on your phone. And you can pay this. I'm not doing it. I say, well, let me show you the app. I say, you ain't even got to go to their site. You can get the app. Mm -hmm. And you can have it to where it automatically comes out. She comes, she be like, oh, that's so much better. And I ain't got to waste my time going up there. I'm I say, because it's just. You. But you know, they, they're in their ways, though. No, no, you know my dad. Are older, older. So when yeah. they're in their ways, it's kind of like, hey, I'm sticking in these ways. Yeah, that's ego too. Exactly. That comes <laughs> from, like you were saying about Mine not listening too. to the that's kids, crazy. because those kids become adults, and you're still thinking of them as children that you didn't listen to, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now they're grown and you're not listening. Like my son, I learn from my son every single day. He's teaching me something, and then you get to watch, you know, Fight the up. progress. Like we started off just fun racing to the, we raced to the, um, from the parking garage to the house. That's our thing, and then now it's like. I won. And I told him, I'm like, I won, I won. He was like, he's three. He's like, I won yesterday. Hmm. I'm going to win tomorrow. <laughs> you know, just, and it, it just gave you a mindset like, okay, 
dang, I can take an L today. Because mm-hmm. I know I had a win yesterday. I can win tomorrow. Straight and up. you can learn that just from talking to oh, a three-year-old. Yeah. Win you know? and losses. Most definitely win and losses. Well, we most definitely are touching on some powerful topics right here with Black Business Matters. Make sure you check us out. Hashtag Black Business Matters at the Talk Back to Me podcast Instagram for more information. We'll be back with a quick commercial break and a word from Jelly here to the streets. This is Talk Back to Me podcast, y'all. Back again from commercial break. This is Talk Back to Me podcast. Sponsored this week again is the Houston Collective. Make sure you check them out for all your smoke shop needs and accessories. We got a special word from Jelly. She's been burning up the charts right now with these controversial topics. What you got for us on Ears to the Streets? So, um, first, I just want to touch on these kids. Y'all, if y'all going out to have a good time, please just go out and have a good time. Like, leave it at that. There was a Snapchat party where people, like, sent out an invite um, at the spur of the moment, and people just pop up at a certain location, and boom, party. Mm. Seven people end up shot. Mm-hmm. Like, one pop up at a hospital, um, three still at the party shot up. The gunman chased down a car, shoot up three more people. It's one girl in somebody's front lawn with her hand shot off. Like, mm. you know, this is crazy. Y'all are kids. Y'all supposed to be having fun. Mm. Y'all are supposed to be being children. Since when did violence become the epitome of who y'all are and what y'all do? But outside of that, I would like to speak about the Houston City Council elections, and specifically District D, because this is a community where I grew up. This is the Sunnyside area. Um, We have so many shortcomings in our community, and a lot of people don't understand that it's because of the people who are in office that are inactive um, on our behalf. Mm -hmm. So I feel like to have the best representation for us, we have to get someone who is one of us or somebody who's already doing the work. Um, That brings me to Jeremy Darby. He is known as Pop Darby on Instagram. I wouldn't say he's a social influencer. He's more of a community activist. He's already doing community cleanups. He's already implementing programs into addicts and Woodson. Like, he's already serving the community. Mm. So why not put him in a position where he can do more for us um, and for our children? Because it's not many people that actually care about what's going on with these kids. I hate to say it. They don't give a damn because it's not their kids. Their kids don't go to school out here. Their kids don't, you know, get treated the same way yours do. They don't have the same education that yours do. They can afford better. But that does not mean yours should suffer because you can't afford it Mm -hmm. or you can't, you know, provide better for them. This should already be the standard. Excellence should be the standard. You shouldn't teach these children to be mediocre. But um, parents, also make sure your children understand that education is key and make sure they want to learn. There's so many kids in these schools who don't value the education that's given to them freely. But once you start to pay for it, they're going to have a completely different mindset. Take advantage of what's given to you. Take advantage of what's put in front of you and take the initiative. So, uh, yeah, anybody want to chime in? Go ahead, take it. Like she say, take the initiative. I mean, what we talked about earlier, we kind of touched on, like, uh, knowing who's running, knowing who's doing what. You know what I mean? You got to kind of research it, but a lot of people don't research who's doing anything significant for any neighborhood or who's running or who's doing whatever. You have to research and know what people, like, you know, what is their purpose and what is their goal if they are in office. You know what I mean? You have to really, like, pay attention to them and look into them to see if they bullshitting or if they for real as well. Because some people are bullshit you just mm-hmm. to get your vote. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. once they get in there, nothing is happening. I mean, and that's, like, we were t- like a lot of stuff that we were discussing earlier, I can care less about a lot. But I really be, like, looking into the youth. Like, who's looking into the youth? Who's looking to make the schools better? Who's looking to clean up a neighborhood? Who's looking to put things into a neighborhood to help people flourish? That's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that I'm looking into And when I vote. You know what I mean? And 
that's kind of what sold me on Barack when he was there. You know, yeah. a lot of people was like, oh, because he's black. No, I really paid attention to him. You know what I mean? I paid attention to what he was saying, what he was trying to do. And some of the people after that, when I was listening, I was like, I don't get nothing from them or them. You know what I mean? Like, it's nothing. That's like going to church and listening to a pastor. God, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But that's like going to church and listening to a pastor. I get that from my mom all the time. But like, but you're just supposed to go. If I can't get nothing from that pastor, it's hard for me to keep exactly. going and keep listening. It's just that simple. But I mean, that's, I mean, that's my take on it. You know what I mean? Like, before we even get into all that, man, you got to pay attention to who the people are and see what it is. Like, look them up. You know what I'm saying? See their past. See their history. Mm -hmm. Have they been in any kind of bullshit, any shenanigans? Any, you know what I mean? Like, you got to see that. Because you can come in and say, oh, they said they want to make candles smell better. You fall for that. And they come out and they don't give a damn about no candles. They just needed your damn. vote. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you have to really look into it and pay attention to what it is that you're putting your attention into. Um. <clears throat> a lot of people don't understand that when you get in these positions, it gives you a financial backing. Mm -hmm. And with that financial backing, you can really push your true agenda. We don't know what you've been doing in the community beforehand. I've never seen your face out here except on your bulletins when you're trying to get elected. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to see, like, <laughs> w what's supposed to entice me to vote for you? Who are you? Uh, who who the hell are you? <laughs> Where have who you are you? Facts. Where you been? Where you <laughs> no, come you from? popped up. Because I, I want to see somebody who grew up in my community. I want to see somebody who thrived from where I'm struggling to come out of. Again, representation matters. Mm -hmm. I need to know that there is more for me as a child out of the South Park area than hustling, you know, drug dealing, scamming, and playing ball or mm. laying on my back somewhere. Dough kicking. All I need that to shit. know that I can be prosperous. I need to know that my voice matters. I need to know that I can effect change. So, yeah. Mm. Hmm. Brittany, how you feel about that? Um, as far as which part? Um, the whole, the whole thing. How you feel about it? I guess he <laughs> uh, said the whole thing. The, the whole part that stood out to me was she was just like when you were like um, kids need to real take the value of education while it's still free. I think with that, our education has to do better to make itself valuable to kids. Hmm. Like a lot of our kids grow up so smart that they're bored, and when they're bored. We're going to get in trouble. It ain't nothing else to do but get in trouble. If you tell me to sit here and read something that I've already read, anything I do outside of reading something that's boring to me is technically making trouble. Exactly. And so, you know, my sister made this point of when I was a kid, I got in trouble because I, I, I made this little game where people answer innocent questions mm -hmm. and then it flips it into dirty questions. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? So it'll be like, do you comb your hair? And you, they put yes. And then next, you know, do you do this, do that? You know, we don't do say it. We don't pay. No, we are live in here. We going to play the Too game. <laughs> but, you know, of course I got in trouble for that, right? Yes. Because you're looking at it and you're like, nah, you, this is inappropriate for your age. You're a woman, blah, blah. Look at the innovation behind that. Look at, okay, you creating games. Let's try to see if we can get you into a game in school. Hmm. Let, like, we need representation inside of the schools that look at us, that can see our potential and make us want to do better. And then pay those people properly and don't administrate the, do administration on them so much that they don't care about their job anymore. Exactly, True. because they have to follow your structure. They teach these children every day, so I know their learning curve. I know their abilities. I know what they're capable of. I know what entices them. I know what they like. Mm -hmm. So why is it that you won't let me do what I need to do to make sure these children can do more than just pass a fucking test? Because mm -hmm. it's all you're teaching my child to do is be a zombie, and you want my baby to be a computer. You want my baby to be able to pass this test so you feel like you're doing something. But I need my child to be able to prosper in the real world and thrive and, you know, and be a upstanding member of our community outside of school. Mm -hmm. All you care about is their behavior. I care about, okay, when you leave here, what are you taking with you? And then on top of that, you're training them to be followers, and then they go to college where they have to go, and then they have to completely change the way they free. learn. They have to change the way they learn, though. How many kids do we lose between freshman year because they're not used to freedom? Whereas if we grow them up, teaching them, no, you need to be responsible. This is what you get. You're free to learn how you want to learn. You then you don't have to make that transition. Exactly. You get to college. When you get to college, exactly. it'd be tough. Like a lot of times, you get there and they give you a syllabus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and tell you what and this, tell this you is what you're following. Mm -hmm. And because I've had the, my niece just finished from U of H. You know, shout out to my niece. Yeah, great student. You know, what I mean, finished with super honors. But when she first got there, she was like, shit. Like when I was in school. You know what I mean? At the same time, they used to kind of remind you, hey, mm -hmm. you got a quiz, you got yep. a test. When you get to college, that ain't happening. Right. You know what I mean? You got to grow up and you got to figure it out. And that's why we say, hey, why can't you teach kids something different 
that'll prepare them for the world. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's two things to touch on. I was listening to a um a Indian professor, and I don't remember his name, but it this uh, Indian professor, he was talking, he was like, you know, we teach kids and the way we teach them in our country is we let them stand up and move around mm-hmm. and do different things because they don't get so stagnant with sitting down and becoming bored. Mm-hmm. And that made a lot of sense to me because I was like, well, damn, you kind of learn stuff. Like a lot of times when you're moving around and you're doing stuff and you're seeing different things, you learn in that fashion. Mm-hmm. When you're sitting down, you do. I graduated at 16 from high school, right? Yeah. I moved from Milan, Odessa. I was born here, moved to Milan, Odessa, moved back. When I was in Milan, Odessa, I took English, Spanish, algebra in middle school. Mm. In middle school. But I got here, they were teaching it in high school. So when I got to be a freshman, I was really a sophomore. Mm-hmm. And then they came to me my junior year and was like, hey, you can kind of graduate early. And a lot of my partners was like, nerd ass. And I was like, it's not so much of a nerd. The shit that we were learning in the middle of Odessa, y'all were just learning in high exactly. school. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a it's a certain way of teaching and it's a certain way of doing things. Why? Because the middle of Odessa culture and population, it's black food, but it's a lot of whites and Hispanics. Yeah, so they're teaching you how to get ahead and to figure out the things that you need to do in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you get here, it's just kind of like, hey, did you finish? You know what I mean? Like you say, D's walk. But you got to you gotta find ways to push and don't be afraid to challenge these kids. Because mm-hmm. half of the kids that you think don't know nothing, they know more than, more than you probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my daughter's six and she can work this phone better than I can. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can I can cut some stuff on the TV and I come in and she was watching the fire stick. I said, how'd you get on there? Oh, I take the other remote and I put it on HDMI 3. And then when I put it on there, I go to the children's zone because you told me not to look into the regular one. Like, they're that smart. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Already at six. So if they can learn that much at that age, I mean, you can start teaching them, man, when you can start teaching them out the womb. Because mm-hmm. kids pick up stuff for pay, but it's what you Definitely. give them. You know yeah. what I mean? It's what you give them. And it's just that simple. You can't you can't sugarcoat it and be like, oh, well, I'm not going to put too much on them. I don't want to do this. Man, challenge them kids. Them kids are way more intelligent than what you think they are. I was joking about it. You know, I, whatever. I don't care about saying it. I didn't learn left from right until I was 14. I, just, I remember being in, I remember, <laughs> I remember being in kindergarten. <laughs> I remember the lady walking in with two hands, and it was I, vividly. And she put this on the table, and I looked up, and I said, oh, that looked like it's about to be stupid as hell and not paying attention. And now when I look at it, like, that's when you didn't learn left from right, right mm-hmm. then. So I made sure, like, my son, he's three. And wh- when we're going, which way I go? I go left or right? Left. I left, do the same thing. Right. And it's just whatever <laughs> you, crazy. like you said, they're little machines. So what you put in is what you're going to get out. Mm-hmm. But when we talk to them like they're kids or we talk mm-hmm. to them like they're stupid or we don't explain thoroughly, they don't learn. If you just, I feed my son everything. If he asks me why, I'm going to go from Break beginning to end yeah. on why. Break Definitely. it down. And, and I and teach him to. to use his deductive reasoning. Like, I want you to use your context clues. I want you to understand that you have a mind of your own. You are nobody's puppet, and nobody is your master. I'm mm. your mother, and it's my job to nurture you and care for you and teach you. But it's your job to think for yourself. So when I'm talking to him, we hold big boy conversations. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to. Well, I don't do baby talk with you. How do I expect your vocabulary to expand if I'm steady goo goo ga ga you? Like, I can't baby you. Yep. I have to talk to you like the adult I want you to be in the future. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. you to be able to hold an intellectual conversation, and he can at four. Hmm. He'll say, wow, mom, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It'll shock you mom, some isn't stuff that, they say. Isn't that strange, mom? Mm-hmm. Or that's a bit creepy, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and you're four. And he has so much personality and so much character, and it just comes from me making sure he was not pacified. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's a mama's boy through and through. He loves his mama, and he loves to be under me. But in the same token, I can put him in any room, and he's going to stand out. Mm-hmm. Right. Not because he's a bad kid, not because his behavior, but because of the fact that he is so intelligent to only be four years old. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yeah. You I, seen the video I, I just posted the other day. My daughter went back to say, you know, She's in second grade. She's bumped up a grade. You know what I mean? Because the teacher flat out told me at a Montessori school, she's like, there's no reason for her being here because she, I'll be asking questions. And she's she excelling. Just, you know, she got them. So she go to the back to the school where she was before, but it's a new school again because she hadn't been there for a year. So when she go in, it's just like brand new. Walk to the front, I'm videoing. I was like, what are you doing in front dancing? You showing? She in the front of the whole class dancing. I say, because they warm up in the morning and get their dance. Yeah. She's like, I'm good. They watching me. But that's her personality. You know what I mean? And I was like, what you mean? She's like, I'm going to teach them. A girl was crying. And I was like, why is she crying? Because she couldn't ring the doorbell in the front. I was like, so what you going to do? I'm going to hold her hand, and we're going to go play like we're ringing the doorbell. And then when she stopped crying, we could have our regular class. <laughs> like, But I'm looking at her like, you know what I mean? It amazes me because, you know, this is stuff that my mom and dad used to say about me. It was like kind of like, man, you were kind of ahead of your time. So I'm looking at her like that. And it's like 
so advanced to where I'm like, well, damn, like I really have to start paying attention more and saying more and doing more because that advancement can lead to negativity as well. Mm -hmm. If you don't put it on the on the path of righteousness, making you know naughty I mean? games. And that's kind of exactly. That's kind of where I be at. I'd be like, man, you know, and they get on me a lot. They used to get on. Her mom a lot. They used to be like, why are you talking to her like that when she was one? Her aunt used to be like, you talking to her like she's 15. She's mm -hmm. like, and I'm going to talk to her like exactly. she's 15. Mm -hmm. She's like, because at the end of the day, she's going to understand everything that I'm saying. Like as of now, being at six, I mean, she knows how to properly do everything. When I mean bathe, when I mean brush her teeth, when yeah. I mean I mean anything that there is, she knows how to properly do it. Like when it comes to clothes and shoes, she'd be like, Daddy, what you say? Like if it get a scuff on it now, clean it now, because later it won't remove. I was like, exactly. That's so there's little things that you that they pick up. And that's stuff that I was taught from my dad. My dad a Marine. So he used to be like, hey, man, you don't leave her half-assed. You don't ever let somebody think that they got a leg up on you, even if you don't know it. Pretend that you do a little bit and then go research it and come back with something exactly. more. So you figure that stuff out as you go. And that's what I try to feed into mine. You know what I mean? I'm going to forever feed it into them. Like, man, you can always be better than what they say you can be. Mm -hmm. If they say you get you a B, now show them you an A. they say you're A, show them you're A+. Plus. You know what I mean? If they say you're A+, plus, say you're A++. Plus plus. But it's just the way that you present it to them. You know what I mean? It wasn't presented to us. I'm not saying just us. I'm talking about in general. Yeah, in it general. wasn't presented to a lot of us in that fashion. A lot of people were just like, man, make sure you're doing something. You know what I mean? But you got to figure it out as you go, but you got to be better than the next. And then we know we're smart, too. I mean, in general. Yeah. So if we know if I stand out, I'm going to have to do more work. Let me play dumb. Exactly. Like, that's where Coonan come from, because we're so intelligent mm -hmm. that we realize Man. it's a lot easier if I just act stupid. Man. Just act like I ain't Then they won't call I'm not going to do it because I can just <laughs> act like I didn't know. Man. And how many times do we get away with it? And that same thing, when we do as adults, our kids watch that. And so when they go to school, they're mimicking what we do as adults. Yep. yep. So they're going to school acting dumber than they are. That's why when you said a teacher pulled you, they talked to you on the side, man, I know what you're doing. Man, all the way from the I third grade. I seen that grade. game. I know what you're doing. Stop doing it. <laughs> from the third grade. My dad used to drive a bus in middle of Odessa. And he would, like, my dad was like me. He knew everybody. You know what I mean? And when I say, like, some of his friends he played dominoes with or whatever, their sisters or whatever was teachers. And... Let me try to act up at school. He'd be like, oh, yeah? Let me call your old man, because I know he's on this bus right here. Swing. I'd be like, nah, Miss Barbara Smith, don't do that. But they know. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? When it come down to it, rest her soul. She's, you know, gone for now. But Miss Barbara Smith used to pull me to the side and would tell me just like that. I'm sure she wouldn't pull another kid and say that. But she would pull me to the side and look me in my face like I'm looking at you mm -hmm. right now, Paul, and say, hey, you bullshitting. Mm -hmm. She's like, I know you know hey. it. She's like, and the bad thing is, if you don't get it right, I'm going to get on your ass, and then I'm going to call your daddy, and he going to get on your ass. Yeah. And you don't want that. So mm -hmm. stop the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I mm -hmm. know you know, but you're playing like you don't know, because last week you was all over doing yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But you're trying to show off for these friends. She's like, you showing off for people that don't matter. Mm -hmm. People that when you succeed and make it, they probably won't. But you're showing off for them trying to fit into a certain realm. Mm -hmm. For what? And I had to realize, like, I've never smoked anything a day in life. Weed, cigarette, black and mild, nothing. I drink like two fish. <laughs> but oh at the God. end of the day, like I've never fish. smoked anything yeah. a day in life. But that came from being a strong-minded individual, from my dad or peers that were around that taught me stuff. Mm -hmm. I had friends who'd be like, peer pressure, peer pressure. To who, nigga? Not to me. Yeah. I'm me. I don't need you to feel like, what, what does your peer pressure do for me? You know what I mean? But that's why even touching back into the election and everything that you were talking about, you have to be your own person. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to stand up on your own, too. Can't nobody come tell me, hey, vote for Barack. Why? You know what I mean? I want to know what Barack do. You know what I mean? Because he might have some negative stuff that I Please. don't like. I got to figure that out. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? But a lot of people don't do research on their own or figure out stuff on their own. If you tell them it's blue, they'll say, yeah, that shit blue. Shit, it might be Navy. You exactly. know what I mean? We got to start treating the politicians the way we want people to treat our kids, too. Exactly. Bingo. You come in there and you acting dumb. Oh, I can't do this because, okay, well, you know that's there. You said you could do something different. You knew it was, you should have studied before you got here. Hmm. So you're in this position. You knew who was in office already. You knew you can you can you follow the charts. You know better than me. You knew what you were going to be. Your opposition was, and you hmm. wanted the job. Go fix it. Go fix, Go fix it. it. Yeah, you right straight about up that. Figure well, it out. Well, Jelly, why you touching on this with politics coming up real soon? The election, voting. What are you going to tell your viewers right now that's watching you? What 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 do you want to say? <clears throat> I just want to say that. Because we are the millennials does not mean our vote doesn't matter. It does not mean that our voice doesn't matter. It does not mean that you are just a child and your opinion is shit. You know, do your research, know who you're voting for, actually get out there and vote because that's the only way we can make a change, you know, for our community. 
where you grow up, that should be dear to you. That should be, you know, that's that's your home. You should want to walk around and see developments being made, but still affordable. Hmm. You need to make sure people aren't raising the property taxes where you live in your grandmother's house. Because guess what, sweetheart? While they're rebuilding and they're refurbishing, your grandmother's going to be put out because she can no longer afford to pay those property taxes. Yes, she mm-hmm. owns that home, mm. but she doesn't own that land. Mm. Amen. Be smarter, you know, and uh, I don't know, I guess get educated. You heard it here first from Jelly, ears to the streets. He's telling y'all to get educated, get up. Don't just go vote. Know who you voting for. We'll be right back. Commercial break. This is Talk Back to Me podcast, and we're up next with the lovely Brittany Hardiman. y'all and we back yet again talk back to me podcast hey make sure you check out off this week's sponsor the houston collective for all your smoke shop and accessory needs we got a special guest in the building right now she's a mother entrepreneur and business owner here we go the owner of core 94 herself give it up for Brittany hardeman thank you so as mentioned, I am Brittany Hardiman, Brit the Brain on everything. I'm the owner of the Core 94. We are an internet radio station and podcast hosting solution based right here out of Houston. Mm, that is beautiful right there. So let me ask you a quick question. How did you get into internet streaming radio? How, how did you get into the business? I really fell into it. I started off as an artist manager, mm-hmm. and then I went to Street 93.3. It's another internet radio station based out of Houston, and I met Faya. And I saw her, and I saw what she was doing. I was like, man, I want to try that. And then I went from there to GMT, and then next thing you know, we kind of landed into the Core 94. Shout out GMT. All Shout right. out to GMT. GMT. Hey, all right. What My you got, Jeff? So they've said that, uh, well, it's not even they've said, I see from, you know, doing our research that you're a serial entrepreneur, and you wear so many different hats. So my question to you is, where do you feel that entrepreneurial spirit comes from, you know, for you? I think it comes just from me being bored. Like, you know, I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV. I, I, I club when it's related to the station outside of that. I'm not going out for the most part. My idea of fun is working. Mm-hmm. And for me to have fun, I'm doing a graphic or I'm doing a website. If I'm sitting there with nothing to do, I am annoyed. I'm irritated. You don't it's like the person I, I am. Do something. Yeah. <laughs> so. Quick. So being that, you know, you get bored pretty easily, what's next for you and your brand? Well, as far as the station goes, our next move is, I think we have the name in the city. A lot of people have heard from the Core 94. When you talk to, talk to people who are major as far as music or business, nine times out of ten, they've been here or they know someone who has been here. I think our, our next big stamp is just showing that we're professional as far as the image and when you come here, just kind of putting the respect on our name. Yes, put some respect on our name. Put say that like you mean it. That's what I'm talking about. Put some say it like you mean it. People think black owned means mediocre. Mm-hmm. Hell no. We're we're the top of the tier. This is where all your ideas come from. Right. So we should benefit from it the most. So um, thank you, you know, for the platform and for being who you are. You know, people don't get their flowers while they're here. So thank you. Thank you, and I appreciate y'all, you know, taking a chance and coming here because there are other solutions. There are people who have more behind them financially, but I, I bet you they ain't going to love y'all more than I will. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not personal. Today. Right. <laughs> yeah, people aren't personable. They, yeah. they don't care to compromise. They don't care to work around things. You know, it takes a real person who's been in situations, who's also a business owner, to, you know, set the bar. So. Right. That's what's up. That's beautiful. Shout out to Brittany. You know what I'm saying? I mean, my question for you is just simple. Like, first and foremost, shout out to her for bringing our own personalized Fusion wireless speakers. They Bluetooth, by the way, man. Those are dope. You know what I'm saying? They dope. They colorful and shit. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I appreciate it. You're the only... We didn't have, you know, one host and... Probably plenty more, but you come out and you bring in gifts bring and shit. Yeah, you know, you want me to tell you where horns. that comes from? Where that come from? I've never done it before. My little sister got involved with the station, mm-hmm. and she was like, even when you're doing this, be hospitable. And so I'm like, well, we want our guests to treat us like that. So if I'm coming on my show, 
let me do better and hmm. show what a guest supposed to do. So next time when your guests watch this footage, oh, I got to bring a gift. Yeah. And, and that's me, normally how it rolled yeah, up. You watch beautiful. a lot. I mean, shout out little sister. You know what I mean? Yeah. Little sister and brought us drinks, all kind of stuff. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, we love that. But my question for you was, was it or is it hard being a woman in internet radio, respect-wise? I'm going to say no, it's not any more hard. I mean, I'm saying it wrong, but it's not... It's about the same as it is being a woman in Indian in, in any industry. Let me say that. Um, I will say I think as far as the internet radio in Houston goes, like I said, we had Fire doing it before. She kind of paved the way, yeah. so people were used to women owning internet radio stations if they knew about it. Okay. I think mm -hmm. the bigger fight is getting people to understand what internet radio is, or stopping this con this idea they had that you're in somebody's basement if you're doing it. Like, no, we have a real building. We have to pay rent just like everybody else. And I think that's more difficult than being a woman in it. Okay, mm. and shout out to Fire, man. That's one of my people too. You know, like we were talking about with you know GMT, it's it's crazy how you can meet somebody later on in life and all the people that you know they know and it all kind of tie into one. Houston yeah. is and real I'm, small. Exactly. And my, I mean, I outside of exactly, <laughs> <laughs> I like I was the city girl. She was always in my store, so it's crazy. No, she was in backpacks. So. I mean, she's good people. Um, and outside of that, like I mean, like Jelly already asked you, kind of like what's next, like. What do you see? I don't want to see as an end goal, but what is your ultimate goal in this? Like, I always say I'm gonna be Slim Thug mixed with Oprah. So, that sauce. I mean, we have a network. We have a network, and it's growing even outside. It, you guys are making it grow. Appreciate like, it. You know, it's not even about my vision. That. It's just like, okay, how can I accommodate all the brilliant minds that are coming through here? Yeah. Oh, they want to do video. It's the next wave. How do we fix this to where their video looks good? And sort of catering to the clients that you have, I believe that that builds you up for the clients that need to come later. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I like that. I mean, because when I look at it at the end of the day, like we were talking about black business earlier, but how do we succeed as mm -hmm. black businesses? By mm -hmm. piggybacking off of each other, right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what you good at, I might not be great at. Mm -hmm. What I'm good at, you might not be great at. So we figure it out and help each other. And once we figure out and help each other, man, just the opportunity that you're giving, you know what I mean? And then with even us coming in and what we're doing, like, that's the kind of stuff that I think you're supposed to ride with from the beginning and continue to ride with it. So many people are jump into that situation and then just be like, oh, okay, I'm good with that. Now I'm going somewhere else. Now we're going to ride it out, man. I like that. That's a, that's a good look, man. I mean. And again, appreciate you for this because I'm finna go bump it as soon as I leave. I know that's right. This wildly speaker, you know what I'm Trying saying? To make all the shower with things, Jimmy. Yeah, Colorful and everything. Wait I like that. How you know? we get the baby making? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can put it right by the bed. You ain't got to move. Mm -hmm. Cut the phone on. It's already on. Look, she talking about it, but she gonna be the main one with it right exactly. by the bed. Exactly. As soon as it come on. <laughs> and mind your business. I'm See, gonna have it. I'm gonna be in the restroom with my candles lit, with the lights off, and my little speaker over there. Boo booing like a mother. You hear me? No, no, I'm going to be taking a bubble bath. Well, don't okay. get, get it in. That's what I'm talking about. My speaker sitting over there lighting up, you know, the whole ambiance. With that DM down. saying, don't worry about can it. I join? Can I? You hear me? Most definitely. <laughs> what that be like? So I got a question for you. So let me ask you something. With all the competition around, you know, you got radio stations that's been doing it a long time. You got internet radio stations. What set you apart I know you were speaking on it earlier as far as you're, you're more into it, you're more family, you treat it as a family, you treat everyone here as a family. What sets you apart other than that from the others that's out doing what you're doing right now? I think I kind of encourage people to be themselves. Like I don't ask people to come in and change for me or change because you're on the station. I think that because we're in a position where we're trying to get regular people to pay attention to us, everyday people, when you come in and you be yourself like, you know, man, I got drunk last night. Everybody who got drunk, me too. You yeah. know, come in, be yourself. And then with that, just show I can be myself, but I'm still going to be professional. I'm still going to advertise my clients. I'm still going to grow with it. So That's I think. right. That's right. Well, you heard it here. Up next interview with Brittany Hardeman. Make sure y'all check her out on Instagram, y'all. It's Brit the Brain and at Core94. We'll be right back with final takes. We are Talk Back to Me podcast. And we back again, dropping bombs, gems, and everything else you need to get your life going. Here we are with final takes. We're going to start off with 
Brittany, what you got for us with your final take on the episode for the day? Um, just never stop growing. That's it. Mm, Jelly, what you got? <clears throat> I would like to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That means she wanted that yeah. clear the understanding, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to say that uh, black representation matters. Um, always be open-minded and willing to think for yourself, be an individual, and... Uh, do something for your community, always. Hmm. And that's it. Take it what we got. Man, be confident. Challenge yourself, for one. Uh, don't be afraid of failing, because, you know, failing only brings success, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, my ticket thoughts for the day, because I told you I don't tell you shit to the end of the show anyway. But my ticket thoughts, man, invest in you. Water your brand, then harvest and watch the success. Once again, invest in you, water your brand. Then harvest and watch the success. Because once you succeed, like I said, from failing to success, can't nobody tell you nothing. You know how it goes from then on out. You feel me? And we out. All right, all right, all right. And that's Ticket with his Ticket Thoughts. Make sure you check him out. Wednesdays, he's dropping gems always, all the time. I am MC Ticket is that Instagram. Ticket Thoughts is the hashtag. My final take is simple. Support black business. Stop trying to be the cause behind your own transgressions and defeats. We can move as a people. We was talking about it earlier. When we move as one, we're unstoppable. But when we move segregated and separated, yeah, we we can't get it done. That ain't it. That ain't it. Again, this is all of us here at Talk Back to Me Podcast. You've seen us. You've seen the crew. Had our up next guest star. Make sure you check out again the Houston Collective for all your smoke shop and accessories, controversial topics, inspirational views with the occasional tea. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Talk Back to Me podcast. You dig it? <laughs>